Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Amy Shell is the founder of Dogs for Greta, which stands for Gaining Resilience and Empowerment Through Teamwork and Assurance. With the program, Amy trains psychiatric service dogs to help survivors of sexual assault. Most psychiatric service dog training is usually reserved for veterans, leaving civilians with very few options. That's where Dogs for Greta comes in, helping to provide support for survivors who are diagnosed with PTSD and are looking to have a dog to help them keep moving forward. And before we jump into the conversation, I wanted to let you know that just in time for the holidays, we've created an online gift shop on the DogSaveThePeople.com website. To start off, we have tees with the show logo that are super soft and come in black and light blue colorways. More products will be rolled out soon. So check out DogSaveThePeople.com and click on shop in the menu to see the items. Now on to the interview. So, Amy, thank you so much for joining us today on Dog Save the People. Thank you. Where are we speaking to you from? I am in DeWitt, Michigan. Okay. Whereabouts is that? Just a little north of Lansing. Okay. Oh, that's a beautiful area. I've been up there. Um, It's been a while, but um, I was there when I was a kid, but it's a gorgeous area. It is. DeWitt is almost country, so it's kind of in between Lansing City and then more country. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So now growing up, did you have dogs, cats, any kind of pets? Yes. We always seemed to have dogs when I was a kid and, um, random cats being in Detroit, you know, we had a lot of animals on the street. So we were kind of a family that would take in rescue animals off the street. So yeah. What was your relationship like when you were growing up with, with your animals? To be honest with you, they were my safe place. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a very violent home and with different types of abuse and the animals, I could trust them. Humans were never safe for me. So, you know, my dogs, I would hug them when people were screaming and they just would hang out with you. And so they always became my safe place. It can be very traumatic. So I'm sorry that you went through that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So how did your relationships with dogs continue as you got older? So in in 2008, I was raped and I thought about the connection that I had with dogs when I was a kid and then thinking about, wouldn't it be neat if we could train a dog to do different types of tasks to help someone who has been through that kind of trauma? Um, Looking at the things I had difficulty with, such as leaving my apartment, getting out of bed, and really, in essence, having a purpose in life. Kind of lose that sometimes when those types of traumas happen. And that was back in 2008. And so I decided at that time, because we really didn't have service dogs for psychiatric illnesses at that point, why not get a dog to try to train it for Mm -hmm. myself at that time? So I got a boxer puppy. Yeah, She's not huge, but somewhat intimidating, maybe. Yes. She could, you know, go outside with me. People might come up and want to interact with her, but I'd feel safe because she's with me. And then, you know, starting to look at different types of tasks that they can help you with. I had to feed her. I had to take her out to the bathroom. I didn't have a choice to stay in bed where I felt safer. So that's kind of where the whole idea started for me. And her name was Greta. 
Oh, wonderful. Yeah. In my experience, so I have three dogs at home and I had lost my husband. Uh, it'll be four years now. And oh, I'm sorry. They were certainly my saviors and they helped me because it was obviously in a very different way, very traumatic. And yeah. I had to get up. I had to feed them. I had to take them out and they helped me heal in a way that I don't think any human could possibly ever do because it's just the relationship that we have with our animals. It's so special. And it, it, mm -hmm. to me, it goes beyond description. So I yeah. totally get it. They're intuitive. They know. Yes. Oh my gosh. Every once in a while, you know, they come up to you and you're like, what are you doing here? And then you realize, <laughs> oh my God, I totally needed that. So <laughs> always, always. Mm -hmm. I mean, my dogs, they get me up at 4am every morning and I want to, <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me, but it, it makes me so happy. Yeah. They definitely keep me on the straight and narrow. They really do. Tell me a little bit more about Greta and how she inspired you. You know, just the concept of having her be, to be able to go out in the public with me to help me feel safer. Maybe she could body block people from me so I had a bigger comfort bubble. You know, remind me to take medication, interrupt the thought processes that kind of go along with the PTSD situation. And just really thought this could be kind of a cool thing. Unfortunately, though, that situation had to be put on pause because I was going through a lot of um, situational things, you know, divorce, things like that. So yeah. due to housing and such, I had to find a new home for her, which she got a great home. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Years down the line, the idea cropped up again. At MSU, I have four-year bachelor's in animal science, a two-year associate's in horse management, and then I went back to get a social work degree. Oh, wow. Good for you. Thank That's amazing. You. So there was a, a moment when I was on campus during my social work degree, and a guy was staring at me, and it felt like he was kind of stalking me at the moment, and it just it triggered something, and I went, I have to have a dog in order to finish this situation. So I went on the hunt for, you know, a potential service dog. And what I found was there was nothing for civilians with PTSD. Right. Nothing. And that is not to disrespect our, our veterans. I love them. I've worked with them. That's how I learned how to train service dogs. But there was nothing for civilians with PTSD. Yeah. So it was a really uh, difficult process. There were some massive obstacles, but I ended up right now, I have a dog that I trained myself. That is my, my service dog. You know, I volunteered at a place in Brighton, Michigan that trains service dogs for veterans. I did an apprentice there, uh, learned how to do the process, worked with many veterans, loved it, and then decided... I'm going to do this. We got to start looking at some of these other populations that have PTSD. Absolutely. Wow. That's incredible. And so Greta inspired you to create a, an organization. Yes. Yes. Um, now that I had kind of the MSW, so I felt like I could do kind of some of the therapeutic pieces of it too. I made that leap and decided I'm going to connect up with some other sexual assault survivors and let's do this. And it was formed in March of 2019. My theories behind how I do things is a little bit different than some of the other service dog programs that you see out there. When I have someone discuss what they need to do 
to do the process, we actually start with puppies. You know, I, I have a discussion with the young women, and typically we've found a lot of success with the show slash English Labradors because their temperament is so much calmer than a lot of the other dogs that we have. Now, I'm sitting here discussing this with you and my American lab, the hunting type, is uh -huh. tossing a ball in my lap right now. <laughs> I, I had given him a bone with frozen peanut butter in it to keep him calm and now he puts a ball in my lap. So Oh my God, love it. You know, That's so okay. I've got my I have my Bernese Mountain dog sitting at my feet and he's I can't make eye contact with them because mm -hmm. they'll start barking. Yes, yes. That is my favorite breed of dog, by the way. Oh, they're beautiful. I yeah. heard you mention it in previous podcasts, and I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, they're great. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> so I have an American lab, and he's great for the job. However, he doesn't have a turnoff button. So now you have Cole in your life. Mm -hmm. How old is he? He is almost five. Okay. okay. Yeah. And did you have him from a puppy? I did. I got him at, I think, seven weeks old, wow. seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. He was a cutie. I'll tell you what, oh, but his energy drive is pretty high. So yeah. sometimes I'm like, could you just please go lay down? <laughs> and so it's interesting. So, and you start them out uh, as puppies working with your clients. Yeah. So one, they get a benefit of having the puppy with them all the time. Also, I try to focus on the human and the dog. That's why, you know, I made the name Greta into an acronym, gaining resilience and empowerment through teamwork and assurance. I see the individual and their dog as a team. So as much as we need to work with the dog, we need to work with the human too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So say we're like taking the dog out into stores and getting them used to the stores. Well, maybe the human isn't comfortable in the stores and the puppy's like, heck yeah, man, I'm going to go trot around this store. You. <laughs> and the human's like, I don't know if I want to go. Right. So we have to desensitize both of them. That puppy imprints on the human because it's before the three month kind of cutoff limit. Right. And then that bond is so strong. Dogs study us all day long. This dog now can pick up on the subtle cues that that person's giving off that they might start to have an anxiety attack, might not feel comfortable, you know, things like that. You want that dog to key into those before the human even knows it's happening because then they interrupt it and they can help stop it. It's really so much about the person. So I, I love that this is such a holistic approach. And your background between being a, a social worker and working with animals is like such a perfect combination for this. And that's what I love about it, too. Um, I did a lot of trauma work with my MSW, especially with the veterans and mm -hmm. such. So I really feel like I am able to reach both species in this connection yeah. here. You know, I did 10 years of animal behavior research at MSU, working with tigers and snow leopards and, wow. you know, cows, pigs, horses, all of that. So this is kind of, I guess, right up my alley. Now, why do you think there is such a lack of options for service dogs outside of, of veterans? You know, I don't know. Um, I've, I've tried to really think about this and I wonder sometimes, and, you know, correct me if I'm off track, but. Is it because we don't want to look at the idea of sexual assault occurring in our society? Because it's pretty common. Yes. Um, unfortunately, but it is. Yeah. 
you know, I know that the diagnoses that kind of made PTSD, so we have like shell shock and all of those yeah. things, came from, you know, veterans going out to war and such. But I really struggle with the idea that there's so many other people that have PTSD or even complex PTSD, which is not recognized yet here in the States. They need help too. Yeah. So I'm really, I, I struggle with that, but I do, you know, you made mention of the two kind of degrees, if you will, that I have. Yeah. I want to make sure that when people start working with these populations, that they are educated enough to be able to work with these populations. You know, PTSD individuals are not maybe the easiest. We have some pretty tricky things. You know, suicide is right up there. Yeah. Massive depression, um, self-harm, things like that. So it's like you don't want to get into that stuff if you don't know what you're doing. Right. And have you been in touch or have you found other people doing this kind of work around the country? No, I, I really haven't. I did uh, an interview for the state news for yeah. MSU. And then I did one for the Lansing State Journal. Yeah. Somehow some of that information got out to other states and people have reached out to me, which I think is pretty cool. Yes, that is. But, you know, it's still a pretty closed in service. You may find some dog trainers that will train service dogs on the side, but it's not um, advertised. Right. Yeah, it's very surprising, but because I, I think that there is so much, because I, I do agree that maybe it's something that the that society doesn't want to address. Mm-hmm. So there's just less. <clears throat> it makes us uncomfortable, so we don't know how to how to kind of move forward with that. But I think what you're yeah. doing is so necessary, and I mean, I can imagine a whole course that could be derived from this that you could create. So I think that what you're Thank doing you. and and again, I know that it hasn't been easy, but to, to arrive at this place where you have such clarity about yeah. your, about your mission, I mean, what a gift it really is. Thank you. I, you know, and I, I would love to have people reach out, yeah. um, and, and connect up if you're interested in this, in this potential or the field, you know, reach out because we do need to, uh, connect with more survivors yes. and let them know that. It is possible, you know, it's, it's so easy for your psych doctors to just toss more medications at you and stuff. Yeah. And my dog is my medication. It doesn't have the side effects that, you know, most of those meds are going to have. Yeah. And he, he literally keeps me on this planet. There's not a day that goes by that I don't contemplate why the hell am I here? Yeah. You know, I wake up and there's yeah. coal and I'm like, okay, dude, let's see what today has to offer. And, and we go out. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Now, where can we find you online? Okay, so um, we do have a Facebook, Dogs for Greta. We have an Instagram, Dogs for Greta. And then we have a website, dogsforgreta.weebly.com. I love helping people and giving opportunities and getting them with animals. It's amazing. It's magic. Thank you. Thanks. It was really powerful to hear Amy's story and how she's helping survivors like herself to train with their dogs and to help them in key ways for assisting with their PTSD and for living with their trauma. I really applaud the work that she's doing with Dogs for Greta and hopefully more services like it will continue to develop so that survivors all around the world will have access to a training dog. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, 
a content studio. It is made with the support of executive producer Scott Benaglio and our producer and editor Jack Summer. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Dog Save the People, Facebook at Dog Save the People Podcast, and Twitter at Dog Save the PPL. We have a new gift shop on the DogSaveThePeople.com website with our first line of show merchandise that includes super soft t-shirts in black and light blue colorways. More items to be added in the coming weeks. If you have any questions or submissions, you can reach out to us on our website or on social media or email us at DogSaveThePeople at gmail.com. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People.